Welcome to Equality Education, a show about inclusive teaching, supportive parenting, and a kinder future. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Equality Education with me, Ollie Pike. And today's episode is actually part one of advice for LGBTQ plus teachers when coming out at school. Over the next two episodes, you will hear me speaking with Gary Ratcliffe, who is currently the head teacher of three primary schools in Kent. Gary has been teaching for 25 years. He identifies as gay and he has been kind enough to share on this podcast some incredibly helpful and powerful pieces of advice, which I hope will inspire confidence in any LGBTQ plus teacher who wants to bring their 100% authentic self to school. So thank you for listening to this episode. Please remember that you can help me to make more content like this by visiting popanolly.com forward slash donate. And that's also where you can find a number of equality inclusive classroom resources too. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Gary. Thank you for joining me on Equality Education today. How are you doing? Hi, Ollie. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Lovely to be here today. Awesome. So before we start, Gary, what are your pronouns? Uh, I am he, him. Amazing. And uh, I'm super glad you're here today because you've got lots of experience Um as a teacher, as a head teacher, actually, um, because you've been teaching for 25 years and you're currently executive head of three primary schools in Kent. So you're like a triple head teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Who would believe it? You know, 25 years I've been teaching and I only feel 25 still. So I'm doing well. Oh, you still look 25, Gary. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just a little background on you. So you are partnered. You've got a wonderful partner, a husband called Kyle. Um, and you've got four adorable children. And I know this because I've done a little family portrait of you for your Christmas <laughs> cards. And you sent me so many amazing pictures. You're such a sweet little family. Well, not little. There's a lot of you. I think there's quite a lot of us, actually. Yeah. So we've got... Um, uh, a 16 year old who's nearly 17 and that's Hayden and then we've got um, Bella and Curtis and Phoebe so two boys and two girls and um, yeah we're a big happy family so it's all good. Yes you're super super cute and um, yeah like I said I'm thrilled that you're here today because a little while ago I kind of put out like a tweet um, saying does anyone have advice for teachers on how to come out mm. Uh, to their class because I feel like this is a really important issue um, and it was amazing to kind of see the response from various people but I also reached out to you via email and you sent me back like this most amazing advice and I was like I should just get Gary on to talk about this because I feel like we can dive into it and, and ask more questions as we go so I'm really happy you're here and what I just kind of want to start with is, is talk about why it's important for teachers to be their authentic self at school do you want to take do you want to start with that one yeah I, th I think we need to go back a little bit really and and just um I just want to tell you a little bit about my experience <clears throat> because I've always been yeah I mean I've I've always been really um happy in my own skin in my own body and I've known from a very early age who I was and um who I loved and um who I was attracted to and uh, what made me me and so it had never occurred to me that going into a profession that I really wanted to to join that there may be an issue with this you know that I wouldn't be able to be my authentic self mm -hmm. 
And it was a massive shock to me 25 years ago that I couldn't just walk into a school and and be me. So uh, that was a that was a shock 25 years ago. And things have moved on so much. And, you know, people are being accepted more and more for their authentic self. However, there is still a great deal of fear. And there's a great deal of um, uh, ignorance within the education community, I think. And so it's not as, you know, it's just not as simple as walking in and being your authentic self. Um, Because it entirely depends on the school you're in um the perhaps the age group of the children perhaps the area where the school is situated um it really depends on um the uh, attitudes of the senior leadership of the school but it's really important that um that we are given the opportunity to be ourselves within school because um a, mm-hmm. a school is a community, you know, and a community is made up of a rich variety of different personalities and different characters, um, all coming from different backgrounds and different life experiences. And so it's really important that we we are our authentic self. Exactly. And would you say that also there's so many benefits to teachers being the authentic self? Like, like it's going to build like a better trust relationship I guess between student and teacher as well. Teachers have such a big responsibility and they have um, such a big part to play in every young person's life. Um, You've got to remember that for a five-year-old child going into school that their teacher will be one of the most influential adults in, in that child's life and so we have a massive responsibility and if we are going to mm-hmm. live up to that responsibility, we can only do that if we are our authentic self. You know, we can't um, be playing a role for eight hours a day in front of 30 children, all with their own needs and all with their own characters themselves. And um, and it becomes really complicated, actually. So I remember 25 years ago, Um, when it clearly was not going to be easy for me to be um, out and proud within my school, you start to build stories around your own life. And that becomes really complicated. And if you're going to be a trusted adult within your school, um, there has to be an element of honesty to that, I think. And, And that's what I encourage all of my staff. You know, I've got 250 staff across three schools. And if there's one thing I want them to be, it's authentic to themselves and and to each other. And that is how we're going to build trust between um, parents and teachers and um, young people and children and teachers too. Yes. And I feel like we we just want teachers to be comfortable as well. As you said, like they're under so much pressure as it is, like having to play a role is just going to be exhausting teachers yeah absolutely you know teachers are under a lot of pressure um until you are in that role you you'll never understand the pressure that comes with it and and the pressure is a is a beautiful thing because you are shaping and developing and nurturing these young minds that are going to be the future and you can really only do that and you can only do that honestly, if you can be yourself within a school. 
Um, because school is not just about teaching English and maths, you know. Uh, school is about developing character and developing resilience and learning how to cooperate with each other and learning about different faiths and cultures and learning about different family types. Um, mm -hmm. And for me and in my schools, you know, one of our key values um, within my schools is equality. And I, I'm much more concerned about my children in, in our schools being good people, um, open to new ideas, accepting of different values and different um, different family types and different skin colour and different religion. I'm much more, much, much more um, interested in that and focused on that than I am about whether they are really good at maths. Because somebody who is brilliant at maths but is closed to um, new ideas or people that don't fit into their norm, um, they're not going to be good people and they're not, not going to be helping our society. But if someone is okay at maths, but is actually a really open person and is willing to ask questions and willing to understand and, and willing to question their own beliefs and their own ideals, then they're going to be somebody who's really going to support and help our society, I think. And I think as a primary school head teacher, that's, that's our job. Mm -hmm. I think it's vital that we prioritise preparing these kids for life in modern Britain and, and nurture them as human beings. I feel like so many people just disregard kids because they're kids. And I'm like, you do know they're going to grow up to be adults and they're going to be in charge of society and they're going to be in charge of us mm. when we're old. Mm. So we need to like make sure we do a really good job um, preparing them as, as decent human beings yeah. and, and, and kind human beings. You know, I was in, um, be before lockdown, I was in Starbucks and uh, I was getting a coffee and um, and the person behind the, the counter, um, you know, they asked for your order and then they asked for your name. And uh, I said, um, oh, yeah, my name's Gary. And the guy behind the counter looked at me and said, I can't write Gary. I've got to write Mr. Ratcliffe. And it was a previous student <laughs> that I'd, um, I'd taught probably no 10, 15 years ago. And... Um, because I think if you are your own self and you, you do, um, you're open and honest with the pupils, the young people, the families that you teach, then being in Starbucks with Kyle, my husband, and with my children, um, it, it was just a natural continuation of a relationship that started with this pupil 10, 15 years ago. So I was able to firstly introduce Kyle to to this young man and say oh this is my husband this is Kyle this is who I've talked about at school um and he said oh hi you know pleased to meet you and um you know we got a, a free coffee out of it which was always a bonus <laughs> you know so um yeah you know and I think it was only because um even early on in my career I I made the decision that I was going to be open and transparent from day one um, that I wasn't mm -hmm. going to start building up secrets or building up a sense of mystery um, that that young person standing behind that counter then had no issue or no surprise or no um, no problem at all with the relationship that he was being presented with 
in Starbucks. So mm-hmm. because he he'd been taught about it in a very open and honest way right from being at primary school. Oh, that's amazing. That's so good that it kind of comes back like that. And I, I think it does come back like that a, a lot. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, Ollie, but, you know, I knew I was um, different to many of my other friends from a very young age. And I see it mm-hmm. in our schools right now. You know, I see um, children who are struggling with different aspects of their character or I see children who are absolutely embracing different things and really going with um, expressing their own character and their own sexuality, even at 9, 10, 11 years old. And um, and that's just a wonderful thing to, to develop within any school. And I think that comes from the role models that we provide as teachers and support assistants and admin members of staff in a school. Um, and that transparency really helps those children who know from a very young age that they're different to other people. I feel like there's kind of two strands to this topic because I feel like you need to come out to the staff mm-hmm. and, and your teachers and your colleagues, but then there's also coming out to the children as well. Mm-hmm. I think you've um, you've forgotten a key group there in in terms of who we need to come out to and that's the parent body as well so yeah of course in 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 a primary education setting um the parent body are a key stakeholder group that mm-hmm. um, we mustn't forget and i think uh, parental involvement and parental engagement diminishes as the children get older so at secondary school i think absolutely you're right it's much more about the staff and the and the pupil body mm-hmm, but at mm-hmm. primary school there's that third group which is about um the parents of course yeah um and i think my my advice about coming out from day 1 is only as a result of my previous experiences which were pretty poor yeah. when i started teaching um and some of those experiences that i had i'm sure are still around now you know i'm i'm sure that there are still um times when schools don't get it right and so it's just about finding the right way to come out to those groups based on the context of the school that you're working on it working in so i mean even maybe 6 months ago ollie i had a young teacher a young man, um, he must have been 22, 23 years old, who wasn't working for one of my schools. He actually worked in a, another school down the road. And he he just emailed me out of the blue and asked if he could come and talk to me because he was really struggling to find a way um, to come out in his school. Mm. And whether the advice he was being given by the head teacher at his school um, was was right and, and what he should follow. So although attitudes towards sexuality and different family types have, have moved on significantly, there are still issues for teachers today. And I think, um, so So my, my advice or my experience is based on my own bad experiences and what I've learned through the years, yeah. but also how I've seen other people come out in my schools um you know because we've got a number of um gay lesbian bisexual teachers and support staff within my schools um and to see how they've dealt with it has been really helpful to me Mm -hmm. to be able to then offer advice to other people um but 
I, I was speaking to Kyle, my husband, about what advice he would give, uh, um, you know, as someone who doesn't work in a school. And I think we came up with the fact that uh, being transparent and open and honest from day one makes it much, much easier. <laughs> and even at the interview stage, um, trying to be open uh, and it's a really brave thing to do still, you know, it is a brave and tough thing to do, but to, to try to convey um, your own situation within an interview setting is really useful. And I think it's really useful because teachers need to remember that an interview set, uh, you know, interview experience is a two way process. So the, they're interviewing you for a job, but you are also interviewing them. Yeah. You know, do you want to be in that particular school? Have they got the right values that, that would make you feel happy and comfortable and would help you to thrive within your, you know, your professional career? And in order for any teachers to succeed, they've got to be in a, a setting where they feel able to thrive and able to be um, heard. So, I would I would always have a question ready at interview which talks about the school's attitude to different families mm -hmm. um, or the school's attitude to sexuality. Um, and I think the answer that they come back with is always really telling and really, um, it for me, it would be instrumental in, in deciding whether I would accept a job or not. Um, teachers should never be scared of, you know, young teachers who maybe it's their first teaching post after graduating. They should never be scared to say, no, this isn't the school for me. Yeah. And move on and find a school that is for them because, um, it, it is very difficult to change a system when you're new to that system yourself. Okay. So mm. it's much easier for me, um, or other, LGBTQ plus um, leaders within within education to change the system from within, but actually, if you're a young teacher that that just wants some you know a good place to work, then find a place that will suit your own values. That would be my advice. Definitely. Don't don't set up a lie or don't set up a story from day one because then that becomes really difficult to break. Yeah, and 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 you find yourself spiraling into more and more deceit and some of my best friends have come from places where i've worked and if you're going to develop honest relationships with the staff then i would you know strongly urge people to be as honest as they possibly can be from day 1 i think that the situation is slightly different if you're a, a more established teacher or a more experienced teacher and you're looking to come out in some way. Um, and my advice then would be very different. And that would then be about finding the ally within school, you know, finding the person that you could talk to, to seek advice and, and to, um, to support. But, um, coming out at interview is, is certainly a good, a good way to start. I didn't do that for the job I'm currently in. Um, I've been, involved with with my particular schools for 12 years so 12 years ago uh i i didn't mention it interview but it just so happened there was um, a school event a school um you know like a fair type thing um and i just brought my husband along <laughs> 
I just put him in the car and told him he was coming to my new school. And he got out the car and he mingled. Uh, he said hi to staff. He said hi to parents. Um, he was clearly with me, but um, people didn't really understand the relationship at that point because I didn't wear a big sign saying, this is my husband with an arrow, you know, and he didn't have a T-shirt on saying, I'm with the head teacher. Um, but the next day the question started, you know, oh, who was that guy you were with yesterday? And then it's really easy to say, oh, that's my husband. Mm-hmm. Rather than, oh, oh, he, he's just a friend. Um, he's a friend that you might see a lot of, um, you know, and, um, and people at that point were just like, oh, okay. Who was asking that question? Was it the, was it the staff and uh, and parents? Yeah, staff. Um, I think for parents and children, um, that because they were so focused on the event, um, Mm -hmm. I was just there as another member of staff. Uh, Kyle, my husband was just there as another adult and it didn't really occur to them. So coming out to the parents and to the children was much more subtle and um, much more controlled, actually. Yeah. Um, I really thought about how I was going to do that. And I did that in some really easy ways. And I did it to... um, I think I did it to try to gauge a reaction from individual parents or individual children to see where um, I may need to have specific conversations or where, where I needed to do a bit of extra work to ensure that they understood um, my position in the school, but also my relationship and, and my, um, my family background. So uh, the first thing I did was I had, I, made sure I got some really good, good family photos, put them in a nice frame and made Mm -hmm. sure there was a a photo of myself and my husband and my four children on my desk where any, any visitor that came into my office could see that that was a a family that was really important to me. And that's quite a nice little simple step to start with, do you think? Yeah, because it's not threatening. It's not, um, it, it enables um, conversation to be prompted if people are interested, um, you know, and the parent body is just like any other group of people, you know, you'll get the introverts that will just look at it and then internalize some questions and think, Oh, I wonder who that is. Oh, I wonder what the relationship is between those two men in that photo. I wonder who those children are. You'll then get the other um, complete extreme of the the massive extrovert that will literally come in, pick up the photo, have a look at the children, say, "Oh, he's pretty," or "He's handsome." Oh, who's this in the photo? Is that your husband or is that your boyfriend? You know, and and be much more um, forthright with it. Um, you'll also have the the group that um, are not accepting and are still discriminatory, who would think, "Oh." Oh, he's one of them, mm. which I had quite a lot at the beginning. Oh, no. um, but 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 actually, it's much easier to um, to tackle that that level of discrimin- discrimination if you are um, if you are open and if you are who you are from from the very first moment. So it's much more difficult to tackle discrimination if you are trying to live a lie within your workplace, I would say. 
What advice would you maybe give though to a teacher who didn't kind of come out at the very beginning and, and is now maybe three, four, five years in a school and they're like desperate to come out, but they're just not sure. I mean, a, a photo is a really good start, but then not everyone has a has a partner or has 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 children, but they still might want to be their authentic self. Yeah, absolutely, and and that is that is really common. You know, that is still um, really common that you know we're all on a different journey, aren't we? So mm-hmm. we we all decide to um, be our authentic self at different points in our life. You know. Yeah. And that's absolutely fine. And so the advice, the advice I'm giving about, you know, trying to be open and honest from day one, that only works if you are ready to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are happy with yourself and comfortable in your own skin. Um, but if you are, um, if you're five years into a, a relationship within a school, if you're established as a teacher or even as a, you know, a, a teaching assistant, then it isn't, it's never too late to, to start to make those decisions to come out. And I think, um, you, you need to find an ally within school, I think, and you need to start that conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And you need to identify that person that, you really get on with on a personal level as well as a professional level that will be able to help you and support you and be there for you um, when you hit that moment of panic or, um, you know, when you hit that moment of fear um, because, you know, coming out is coming out, you know, where, wherever you do it, there can often be an element of fear, can't there? Or, or concern or worry about how people are going to react. So having an ally is, um, Mm. is really important. I think, I think the other thing to do is to, um, if you're an established teacher or established member of staff to, to look around you and to see if there's evidence or, um, a, a culture of, this being okay within your school, you know, seek seek out the policies or the procedures, mm-hmm. um, you know, does your school have an equality policy or an equal opportunities policy? Do they have a particular value around equality? Um, is there another teacher within the school that is in, in an established relationship and because they've been there for 15 years and, and everyone knows them, it's just accepted, you know, it would be very unusual. Um, to be in a situation where you couldn't find one ally or one person who had already gone through that situation, I think. And it it can often feel very lonely because mm. part of the whole coming out practice is can be really lonely, you know, and it can be really, um, uh, what's the word? It can just be unsettling, can't it? And, and you need to be able to open your your eyes to see what's around you, to see what can give you that support. Mm. I mean, and and the other thing, you know, most teachers are in a teaching union. You know, they're they're supported by some sort of um, trade union or professional body, and all of those um, groups have their own LGBTQ plus um, departments or support groups that would be able to offer you specific advice. Yeah. 
I saw that the the NAHT National Association of Head Teachers. Yeah, they actually well they encourage all schools to be supportive of their LGBT plus staff. I think they've even got some guidance as well. Um, and they encourage head teachers to take like personal responsibility. Yes. Um, to ensure that their staff is, is looked up, their LGBT plus staff are, are looked after, which is the way it should be. Yep. That um, some of the other teaching unions have very similar groups, and it's worth um, checking that out certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, within our school, we have an LGBT plus group, um, and it's the the group serves two functions. It's there as um, a a support network, I guess. So um, if there's a particular issue that someone within that group is facing, that they can share it within that group. Um, But it also provides um, an advisory aspect as well. So, you know, people within that group can put ideas forward to the leadership of the school um, to say how they think our um our curriculum should be more diverse or or more inclusive um and you know that that sort of group i would encourage any head teacher to be setting up um and that doesn't mean you need to have 10 mm-hmm. lgbt plus um you know colleagues within the school the group could be made up of allies as well as um members who identify within that group too um but i don't think you know for, for anyone who's established in a school um, I think the key there is about reaching out to to one person to to seek their advice because schools are mini communities and each school has its own unique character and its own unique um, set of values. And so you just want to be sure that you are in a safe and um, supportive place before you make that next step. And then, of course, if you're not... You've got a decision mm-hmm. to make, you know, do you, um, and, and I think there's three options there. There's, um, you know, do you stay hidden and stay um, in a position where you're un- unable to come out and just accept that? Or do you actually think I'm not prepared to put up with this anymore and seek employment within a school that is more open and more um, aligned to your own values? Or the third really interesting uh, option is to stay and to challenge um, those values and those those systems head on. Yeah. And then it'll be vital to have support, like so an ally in the school. Oh, absolutely. Because um, that would be a big thing to take on on your own. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and ne- don't ever do it on your own. Um, <clears throat> but don't always just believe that um, things can't change because they can. We know they can. Yeah. And it takes someone just to stand up and say, this isn't right mm. for things to begin to change. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a case of not maybe the, the school, the head teacher wasn't necessarily wanting to to actively discriminate against people. It's perhaps something they've just not thought about before. Maybe yeah. They've not had a, a, an LGBT plus member of staff who wanted to be open. So yeah, I guess it's just about starting conversations as well and, and being that person to bring it to the forefront. But you know, Ollie, I'm um you know, I'm a white gay man. And so issues of um sexuality have been in my life forever. Um but recently I've been educating myself and um and really doing a lot of work and, and talking to a lot of people about issues around race and ethnicity because um, 
you know, I pride myself on being inclusive and being open and being welcoming. Um, but my, my level of understanding still wasn't as good as it should have been. And you'll find that, you know, exactly what you've just said, that um, it may not be that the head teacher or the senior team within the school is being um, bigoted or being discriminatory. It just may be that they've never encountered that particular issue within their school before. Um, you know, and so there's a lot of education and a lot of um, a lot of work still to be done. And I think, you know, the more the more we have these conversations, the easier it will become for the next person because that young teacher who may be 23 years old, who's going into a school for the first time in 10 or 15 years, they will be the next head teacher. And we need to make sure that, that they're, they're ready to take on that responsibility that comes with leading a school um, to make sure that we are open and inclusive and welcoming um, of all members of our society. Exactly. It's always about learning and mm. breaking down doors so that others can walk through them. Absolutely. And that is the end of part one. I hope you have found that useful already. There's just so much to unpack and discuss with this topic. And that's the reason I split it into two. And next time I talk with Gary about section 28 how to successfully navigate coming out to a class of primary age children and advice for teachers who identify as transgender. So thanks for listening to part one. Once again, you can help me to make more content like this at popandolly.com forward slash donate and make sure you check out those Pop and Ollie member perks too. Cool. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll see you next time for part two.